0: Attention, Ditto Heads. i Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Friday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. If you would like. To be part of the program today, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. As always these days, the news is overflowing. We have news on the speaker's race. We have news on Biden policy. We have news, of course, across the ocean with the war that is taking place in the Middle East. It is Friday, which means tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Let me give you a heads up as to what will be part of the program there. Of course, Princess Diana will join us at some point in the program tomorrow. We will also hear from Joel Rosenberg, the founder and publisher of All Israel News. He is in Jerusalem and we will hear from him. There is also a group, Project Dynamo, that is trying to rescue hostages there. We are slated to speak with the leader of that organization tomorrow. He is in Israel as well. Derek Hunter is always around with us in our first hour, 7 o'clock. So if that holds, we will have quite a busy show tomorrow. we invite you to join us, have your coffee or your dirty chai or your whatever it is that you drink in the morning to get yourself going with us on Saturday. And some of the stories that we won't have a chance to get to today because of time constraints we will get to to tomorrow. All right, let me start with the domestic stuff first because we have not been spending a lot of time with it. And then we will move over to the war. There is a hilarious, absolutely hilarious, Hilarious article in The Hill today. The headline Trump supporters are quietly living among us. Oh, really? Many Democrats dread Donald Trump's sprint to the Republican nomination and console themselves that his voters are almost exclusively coon skin, capped wearing, capital invading, racist. Supremist deplorables. But be afraid, my fellow progressives, because the real Donald Trump voters are nothing like that. Oh, whoa, that's, mm-hmm. They are so worried about being canceled out of their carpools or golf foursomes that they'll never mention that they're still down for the Donald and ready to vote for him a third time in a row. ardentden't Always Trumpers live in posh zip codes. They use floss, use napkins, and are actually quite pleasant, as long as you don't get them started. You won't see a mugshot coffee mugs in their cubicles, or MAGA hats in the backs of their Teslas, because then you wouldn't let your kids play with their kids. Yet, the hot base views Trump as the only good president since Reagan. Here's why. The former former president, whose very name is painful for me to type, deregulated businesses and, before COVID hit, presided over the strongest economy and stock market in half a century. We are getting some truth inside this article, which is stunningly amazing, This, this opinion piece. More blacks and Latinos were employed in the first five years of the You Know Who administration since LBJ was picking up dogs and reporters by the ears. If you don't know what that reference to, some of you youngsters might not know, when LBJ was president, he had a, a pet beagle, and in front of reporters, he picks up the dog by his ears and holds the dog. Yeah, they wouldn't dream of doing it today, but then that was, it was a different time in America. So that's what that reference was to. The First Step Act was also the first piece of criminal justice reform in, well, forever. In the 16 years of the Clinton and Obama presidencies, Democrats failed to do anything like it. As a result, a lot of people who should have never been imprisoned got sprung. The hot base are also a form of his three uh, Supreme Court picks, believing as they do, that the court is the only remaining bulwark against the overthrow of traditional society, that is, themselves. And then this article just goes on and on. China, Korea, et cetera, et cetera. It's written by Michael Levin, a New York Times bestselling author and ghost writer. I would love to have a chat with this guy. In fact, I'm going to put that on the list, and I'm also going to Refer to this article tomorrow. I don't want to spend any more time with it because we've got other things to do. The speaker's race. Jim Jordan has jumped back in to the speaker's race. And uh, that has some people worried, other people very happy. There is also another entry into the speaker's race. He is from Georgia. His name is Austin Scott. He is filed to be Speaker of the House. Most people don't even know who he is. They say Scott's unexpected and sudden foray into the race is yet another example of the disorder and disray that House Republicans have been grappling with since they took control of the lower chamber. Blah, blah, blah. Who is he? Let me just cut to the chase. He's a squish. He's he's one of these moderate Republicans, 53, in his seventh term. He's the dean of the Georgia Republican delegation, and he is a quote-unquote moderate. So we shall see. From the Hill today, Republicans rudderless as Speaker Mess consumes House. And then Kevin McCarthy spoke up, and this is the one I want to address here. Kevin, "Oh, before I get to Kevin before I get to Kevin, let me uh, get to ha- Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries is calling for Republicans to get their act together and elect the next speaker while slamming the so-called extremists within their party. That's why it's so urgently necessary that Republicans get their act together, elect a speaker from their own ranks, blah 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 blah. And he's saying that Democrats are ready, willing to move forward on a bipartisan agreement over who would become the next speaker. Uh, I know there are traditional Republicans who are good women and men who want to see government function, but they're unable to do it within the ranks of their own conference, which is dominated by the extremist ring. Now, for Hakeem Jeffries, to call anybody an extremist is laughable. He is one of the most radically progressive Democrats. He is the definition of extremist. But yet he wants the rhinos and misfit Republicans to come on and join his bunch of Democrat extremists and pick somebody that won't actually stand up to the Democrat extremist agenda. Again, it is laughable. Former, Kev- <laughs> former Speaker. Kellen McCarthy is questioning how a small number of Republicans who voted to oust him last week has led to the ongoing turmoil within the G.L.P. conference. What is validating to me is how do you allow 4% of the conference to do this to the entire country? Why would all the Democrats join with eight members? Well, why didn't, let me rephrase Kevin McCarthy's question. Why didn't the Democrats save my ass from these Republicans, from these eight Republicans? Why didn't Nancy Pelosi and her Democrats come to my aid and save my behind? Because I gave them what they wanted. They wanted to keep the government open without, without going through any spending cuts that would be harmful to their agenda. And I gave it to them. I played ball with the Democrats. Why wouldn't the Democrats help me in my hour of need? That is what that translates to. And now let me answer answer your question, Mr. McCarthy, Mr. Kevin. How do you allow 4% of the conference to do this to the entire country? Because that 4%, those eight Republicans, you call them the 4%, those eight Republicans represent 80% of the thinking in the Republican base. That's why. And this points to the schism that has existed in Washington, D.C. for decades now. You people, Kevin, your ilk, Kevin, your establishment Republicans, Kevin, have ignored the people that have sent you to Washington, D.C. for 30 years. Years. And how do you do it? You and your ilk pretend to be conservatives when the primaries come up. You come out, you campaign. Oh, we're so conservative. We're so conservative. We're going to stop Obamacare dead in its tracks. We promise you that. We're going to investigate every aspect of the Obama, the Biden, the Clinton administration. Yep, we're going to do that. We're going to hold their feet to the fire. We're not going to let these Democrats and progressives get away with anything. We're here for you. And then you get elected. And what do you do? You go hang out with the Chamber of Commerce guys that do not want to have our borders checked because that means the end of cheap labor using illegal immigrants as your foils. You hang out with the D.C. crowd and you don't want to offend them because you want to go to the cocktail parties. You want to be part of the D.C. culture. You turn on the very Republicans that sent you there. You elect people to be speaker like you, Kevin, and like John Boehner who openly professed, well, privately professed his hate of the Tea Party. You tell the Republican base that sent you there lies. You tell them how you're going to investigate this, that, and the other, but you slow walk every investigation and never get things done. Kevin, you lie to people, Kevin. And you guys have been playing this little shell game with Republican voters for about 30 years, Kevin. And so finally, now, I I had a, a friend that texted me something today. And my friend texted me early this morning. She said, and she is a brilliant political operative herself. What she said to me, is it just me? I agreed with everything Matt Gates said about why they tossed out McCarthy. But once again, he had no plan for what would happen after that. That man is a wrecking ball. He leaves a mess in his wake every time, just like the spectacle when McCarthy was finally elected. Am I missing something? And I wrote back, I don't think it's just you. But first of all, there is something about Matt Gates' personality that rubs a lot of people the the wrong way. A lot of people that say, "Okay, I wouldn't want to hang out with Matt Gates." But that said, let's look at the facts here, folks. Matt Gates has proven to be the most effective Congress man that the Republicans have put up in the last ever since Newt Gingrich. He's the one that demanded this deal that Kevin McCarthy. Signed on to, willingly, because he was so hungry to become speaker. And that's a big deal. Matt Gates looked into the future and saw exactly what all of us see, that once these Republicans get in, talking all that conservative smack, they turn on the people that sent them there. So he put in a deal. And McCarthy, so hungry for power, signed on to it. And that was the beginning of the end. Why? Because McCarthy was part of this Republican royalty, this Republican establishment royalty. It started with Denny Hastert, who begat John Boehner, who begat Paul Ryan, who begat Kevin McCarthy. And they're all cut from the same cloth. They talk all this conservative stuff. And then when they get in power, they do nothing but show contempt and their disdain for conservatives. Now, I like uh, uh, Stephen Scalise, but Scalise is part of the same leadership, and that's why a lot of people didn't want him in. Okay, so, yes, this is a wrecking ball. It has wrecked what has gone on for 30 years, and there was no possible way to plan the outcome. And I'm not mad about that. I'm not panicked because we don't have a House speaker. We'll get a House speaker sooner or later. But in the meantime, the establishment has been temporarily put out of business. Now, whether they stay put out of business or not is another story. And guess what? For those of you, even if we get a true conservative in there, do not expect everything to change dramatically. And all of a sudden, you're going to get conservative legislation because (sighs) news flash to conservatives. We conservatives do not have the number. The government stays open because conservatives don't have the numbers to demand that it stay closed until they get what they want. So even if you get a conservative speaker at some point, unless you're willing to endear a lengthy government shutdown, there's going to have to be a deal made. And I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying that's the political reality. 2011 maroon five went to number one moves like a jagger with this one coming back your calls are welcome 800-848-WABC 800-848-9222 i am going to heads up go through a few more things in the domestic policy stack because it is overflowing and there are some things you need to know and then we'll deal with the situation going on in israel stay with us do not go away. 800 848
0: 92 And it goes like this. Uh it out of tongue and I know you. just uh, it to your junk, I'll show you all the move like Jagger. I've got the move like Jagger. It's the rush hour with Bo snurdly Rush on 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush
1: Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush, Rush. Pat, I was just thinking about you. I heard from my favorite conductor all over the world, Pat, Patrick Burns, whose music, by the way, we play here, and I'm going to play more often if we can. Yeah, I'm doing well, Pat, and um, Rhonda, small caffeinated American mom, has a very simple cliché to share with us. Sleep with dog, you get fleas. Yep, you're absolutely right. 1944, birthday, Robert Lamb. American keyboardist, singer-songwriter for Chicago. One of my favorite groups of all time, Chicago. So many hits with Robert Lamb and Chicago. This one, of course, the guitar work of Terry Kath is Amazing. I always thought that Terry Cab should be up there with the list of all time greatest ever guitarists. I used to play this one over and over and over again. Because I I mean, I just, I love Chicago.
0: On what instrument? Hmm? On what instrument?
1: Oh, you mean listening to it? Listening. You used to just play it. And I used to play the horn. I used to play. I used to, we used to play this in the band I was in. Ah. I used to play trumpet and trombone. Look at you. Well, no. Uh, let me amend that. I used to try to play trumpet and trombone. Hey, trying matters. Trying matters. All right, let me get to some of these other stories here. I'm going to run through some of these quickly, my friends, because of the constraints of time. You're welcome to comment on any all. Biden administration has threatened banks. Why are they threatening banks? Imagine this, my friends. They are threatening banks that refuse to lend money to, wait for it, illegal immigrants. <sighs> The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, that's Elizabeth Warren's concoction that actually went into and is now a full-fledged agency of government, and the Department of Justice, our beautiful, corrupted Department of Justice, have released a joint statement telling financial institutions, that would be the places where you keep your money, your banks, that while it's not illegal to consider a person's immigration status, That over-reliance on looking at whether a person is illegally here or not could run afoul of the law. In other words, we can't make you give money to illegal immigrants and loan them money. But if you don't, we are watching and we might try to hammer you on the basis that you are illegally discriminating against people on the basis of race, color, religion, or national origin. So the gauntlet has been thrown down to America's banks. You had better start lending money to those here illegally. Now, what happens when the government does this? Why? I'll tell you. Because I, unlike so many others, don't have to be politically correct. They did this with black people. They used used this stuff as the pawn. What they did was go through and look at the banks. This was during the Obama administration, and the first use of it was the Clinton administration. What they said was, you know, you banks are racist. You're not lending enough money to black people, and we're looking at you. And if you want to keep operating, you better start loaning money to more black people. And the banks would come back and say, well, you know, some of these people you're talking about loaning to, they don't have good credit scores. And the credit thing is, hey, hey, they're black, and stop looking at their damn credit scores. Loan them the money. And so what happened? It wasn't just black people that got loaned the money, because they can't just do that, but then they lowered the threshold on who they would loan money for real estate. And do you all know what happened after that? Why? I'll tell you. Massive amounts of people that were loaned money could not pay it back. And we had massive foreclosures. And what happened? The real estate market crashed. And that crash led to the economy crashing. You remember this, don't you? We had all these loans. Oh, zero down. Come get some money. Zero down. You don't have to have a down payment. Just come get come get a loan. Interest-only loans. Just, just come and and take these variable weight rate loans. Never mind what happens when interest rates go up and you can't afford to pay the money back. This is the kind of stuff that happens off of these kind of policies. Because what bankers are told is, never mind what what you know about loaning and the industry. Forget how loans should be structured so that they make sense for your financial institution and for the marketplace, we're going to now throw in the wild card. The wild card back then was, let's use the black people. And now the wild card is, let's use the illegal immigrants. This is dangerous stuff. We have a warning from the president of, Guatemalan, of Guatemala. He's warning us that our open borders are inviting terrorists into America. Imagine that. We can't get this from the president of the United States, but the president of Guatemala is warning us, hey, guys, your borders is so open, you're inviting terrorists in your country. Do you know that? Oh, oh, no, we don't know that. Another story, I'll have to get to this tomorrow. Joe Biden's handing out $7 billion for hydrogen hubs. What's a hydrogen hub? That's this whole green energy nonsense. Seven billion dollars. And guess what? Somebody has looked at where the money's going. And a lot of Democrats have invested in these little hydrogen hubs. So in other words, this is more crony capitalism. This was like Solyndra. Those of you that don't remember Solyndra, let me briefly explain it before we head to WABC News. A bunch of donors to Obama got together and said, huh, we're going to open up a solar panel company. We're going to manufacture solar companies, uh, solar panels right here in the United States. And so Obama loaned his donors billions of dollars to do just that. And you know what they did? They took the billions of dollars, and then Solyndra went bankrupt. They kept the money and didn't produce squat. Here we go again. Bo Snerdly, with you here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Yes, we're going to get to the war. Today is the birthday, ladies and gentlemen, of one of America's musical icons. His name is Paul Simon, part of the songwriting team Simon & Garfunkel. Left its seeds while I was sleeping
0: And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains
1: Within the sound of silence There is I Perfection achieved in music sometimes no Simon and Garfunkel day, Found it I Not just once but many times.
0: When my eyes were Happy spared,
1: birthday to Paul I Simon, American musical treasure.
0: Touch the sound of it's the Rush Hour with Bo nerdly Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo nerdly
1: This is the music of composer Patrick Burns. Oasis. You'll understand why he's one of my favorite composers. Nothing but beauty, sheer beauty. You can find his music, some of it on his YouTube channel and he's right here locally in the New York area and he does amazing work with children and And young people that are getting into music, teaching. He's a marvelous teacher. He's a brilliant composer. And I'm very gratified to call him a friend. And I met him here on WABC. He's incredible. We have news coming out of Washington, D.C., my friends. Jim Jordan has won the conference vote. Today, over Austin Scott, the vote, I understand, 124 to 81. This means now it's not over yet. He now has to go, and these votes could come as uh, early as this evening. This now could advance to the House floor. If Jim Jordan is able to win 217 votes on the House floor, which would have to mean a unified, pretty much unified Republican conference, if those who supported Austin, said, okay, we can live with Jim Jordan as Speaker of the House. The House could possibly have a new Speaker by later this afternoon. If not, this goes and continues. I'm not worried if it continues. Let it continue. If we have a new Speaker this afternoon and that Speaker is Jim Jordan, okay then. All right, here's what we have in, and thanks to the crew who alerted me. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Diego, who alerted me that that vote had taken place. We have so much to do tomorrow. I just move this hefty stack of papers aside, and I'll deal with it in the morning with all the rest of the domestic stories. Oh, Lisa checked in. and she You know, Lisa was in banking. And Lisa just told me, back in the day, those loans I was telling you about, they had to have the pictures of people. Back when they were using the black people to do all this stuff, that the Clinton, but they had to keep the pictures in a separate file. It was just, this is the kind of stuff that that these politicians make banks do in order so that the Democrats could insert their perverted ideology in every sector of America. All right. Let me run through some headlines very quickly. Ocasio-Cortez and that would be referring to U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, has found a new fall guide to explain away the brutal attack on Israel by Palestinian terrorists, Christianity. She is blaming Christian fundamentalism for the Hamas attack. It's not just Islamic. It's not just Jewish. It's also Christian. That have yeah, behind all the problems. It's not a coincidence that when Trump was in power, he moved the embassy to Jerusalem. There were a ton of fundamentalist literature around revelations in the Bible that leads people to project incorrectly, by the way. So now she's turning her gaze, the gaze of ignorance, on Christians. Other members of the squad, several left-wing members of Congress, have now called on the United States to prevent Israel from carrying out what they are saying is an ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. This is where the squad is in all of this. Again, we turn to New York's own Democratic representative, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the United States' responsibility is to human right. I share the U.N.'s alarm over this unprecedented evacuation order. That's what Democrat Representative Ayanna Presley posted. These are the people in the squad. Israel, if you don't know, has demanded civilians get out of Gaza. 1.1 million get out because we are coming in and we are going to get rid of these terrorists once and for all. Stanford University, Ivory League home, investigating a lecturer who, what did she do? She singled out the Jewish students in her classroom, told them to identify themselves, and then told the Jewish students to take their belongings, stand in a corner, and she said, that's what Israel does to the Palestinian." She then asked the students, how many people died in the Holocaust? Six million. Colonizers killed more than six million. Israel is a colonizer. This is a professor at Stanford. I'm surprised she didn't make them wear a star. Harvard Divinity faculty has condemned Israel's oppression. Harvard Divinity divinity Harvard divinity has condemned Israel's oppression of Palestinians I'll just leave it there YouTube by the way has shut down a United States Senator Marco Rubio they shut him down he made the mistake of calling uh uh these Attacks on Israel, he called the people that did it savages. They don't like that over at YouTube. They accused him of hate, violating their hate speech policies. So YouTube has now shut down Florida Senator Marco Rubio. Again, a lot more, a lot more news about Israel. Those are some of the headlines. I want to let people in so that they can speak because time is running out. So let us go to the telephones, shall we? A lot to start with. Let's start in New Jersey with Sandra. Sandra, welcome. You're on WABC, Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you?
2: Oh, fine, James. How are you? I just wanted to say real quick that when you learn that Liz Cheney would be adamant if Jim Jordan gets that position, then you know Jim Jordan's the right man for that spot. Because when you look at Nancy Pelosi's personality and you look at Scalise's You need someone with fire. You need someone with a lot of drive. And I think that Jim Jordan has that. And I just want to say one more thing real quick.
0: Mark Levin did recommend Newt Gingrich, and I wanted to know what your thought on him would be.
1: Um, I think Mr. Newt was good in his time, and let's not go backwards. That's what I think. Um, You know, Newt Gingrich, remember this about Newt. I'm not going to, like, jump on the, 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 the Newt criticism bandwagon too much here. Of people. But just remember, Newt Gingrich uh, sat up next to Pelosi and embraced this whole global warming scam. Newt Gingrich has done some things since his speakership ended that to me, look, he's always going to be a person that should be listened to. He's smart, he's a brilliant guy. Let's not go backwards. That's what I think. Uh, Thank you so much for the call. Let's go to Brooklyn, New York, and speak with Robert. Robert, you're up next on Boats and Rush Hour. How are you?
2: Hi, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Just a couple of points. Number one is the idea, you know, every ethical military is going to do their best to avoid hurting civilians. That being said, you know, every country has an obligation to protect itself and even its own soldiers. Now, during World War II, the United States bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki because there was an the estimate of... American military people that would cost a tremendous amount of loss of American soldiers. And so that was the decision that was made. And, um, you know, even during September 11th, when Dick Cheney gave the order to shoot down the plane that was hijacked, it had American people in there, but it became a, um, a missile. It was a danger to the United States. And unfortunately, Dick Cheney had to give an order to shoot down a plane containing any American citizens. Sometimes you don't have a choice. And, you know, Israel, if they're going to be put in a situation where they don't have a choice, you know, it could be, and I might believe it might be the ethical thing that they have to do what they have to do. Now, just one minute to give a very quick history of where we are. You know, the Jewish people were in Israel about 2,000 years ago, and then Rome took it over. Look, no, 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 I'm going wanna... to
1: stop there. I, we don't, we, we're not going to do a history lesson here only because of time, and I've got so many other people. Tomorrow, Saturday, if you call back for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza, we can spend longer with you on the phones. I don't... It's not that I don't want to hear it. I just want to get some other people in. So thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Let's go to Chris. And East, where? East, where? where? Yeah, yeah Marichis. East, Marichis. Chris, hey, how you doing?
2: I'm fine. Thanks, Bo. I mean, I was listening to you defining Matt Gates on my way home, and I just wanted
0: to thank you.
1: Uh, I
0: want to thank you for telling the reality,
1: the conservative votes in the House. And I hope that everything goes well. And uh, hopefully Hakeem Jeffries won't get any votes. And I'm worried about Hakeem. Hakeem is going to get the votes of every Democrat there because they stick together. Republicans can win the day if they stick together as well. And if they get behind one candidate, if it's Jim Jordan, fine. If they have to find a compromise candidate they all can live with, fine. Let this play out the way. I'm not worried. It's taking a little time. These are monumental things. Let it take time. Let's make the right choice here. And so I'm not panicked because the house is rudderless. The house is rudderless. So what difference does it make to your life? Half people in this country don't even know when the house is in session and when they're in recess. And it's better off when they're in recess, frankly, because then they can't pass anything stupid. On this day, 1979, MJ, number one, with because the forest is, you know, yeah, yeah. I he sounded a little constipated with this, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it was still number one, still a great record. Production QJ, Quincy Jones, Don't Stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah this is when it got really good. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Michael Jackson, and Don't Stop Till We Get to Lou Dobbs and then coming back with more of your phone calls here on Boston Early Friday Rush Hour. Stay with us.
0: Nerdly. Nerdly. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snirly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Rush. 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 77
1: WABC listeners, please join us October 20th. No New Year's Day WABC Ram Zimas to bring Together back rain. our annual Back the Blue. We have special programming planned all day long on October 20th. And to all police officers everywhere, we thank you for your honor, your dedication, as you protect and you serve. Download the WABC app, 77 WABC app. Listen all day, every day, but especially on October 20th when we back the blue. Stevie Wonder on this day, 1984, three weeks at number one with this one, which has become a classic. I just called to say I love you. And if you are calling. James Golden, a.k.a.
0: Bo's Nerdly presents Rapid Phones.
1: Bill in Huntington, you're up next. Bill, what is on your mind this afternoon?
0: this, This illegal alien loan problem you're talking about, it's even worse than the subprime mortgage thing. They'll just jump over the border if you try to collect the money in court.
1: Absolutely. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? But this is the same bunch that, again, came up with you—you you nailed it with the subprime mortgage scheme, and that backfired. Let's go to Steve in Brooklyn, New York. Steve, you're up hey, next. Dude. What is your point? From the Bible. One sentence, Genesis. Hey Steve, hey Seven. Steve, we can't, Steve, Steve, so we can't, we can't want to same because the sounds a little weird, so we're gonna put you on hold, we're gonna let you try us back tomorrow, okay? We appreciate you, Steve. We love you, Steve. Jacqueline in Brooklyn, you're up next.
0: Hi, James. You know, it's no surprise that AOC made that statement about Christians. There is uh, a a, a globalist agenda to destroy Christianity, not only in this country, but throughout the world, as well as attacking Judaism. Any religious organization that has any morals, they want to destroy it so they can accomplish their globalist initiative, which is communism, socialism, socialism. Liberalism—that's how they gain control. Go after religious institutions first.
1: Amen. Thank you, Sal in Staten Island. You are up next. Well,
2: the bottom line is rapid fire is they—they're uh, not the, uh, the Nazi squad; they're the skanks, and they should join the witches of the View, the witches of PU. There are sleeper cells here on Staten Island, illegal aliens waiting for orders for Vietnam, excuse me—for 9/11 Part Two. One, It was Israel last week. It's going to be us next week. And I then and they want to put them, the mayor, the governor, and Biden want to put them on Fort Wadsworth, the oldest U.S. military service uh, base in the history, country's history, and in Fort Hamilton, in Brooklyn. It's thank,
1: insanity. Thank you, Sal. Love you, Betty. Let's go to Robert in South Carolina. You're up next, Robert. Thank you for waiting. Right to your point. Yes.
0: Yes. Let me let me just say, James, I want to go back to 1982 when you were the greatest production manager and you put together a great music radio show for Dan Ingram and Ron Lundy back in 1982 on May 10th. And I have to say, I admired you, and because of your great talent and what you do for a living, you've made me become one of the number one uh, DJs here in South Carolina so I want to thank you very much for your hard work and you put on an excellent show that day I listened and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart okay
1: wow mind blown <laughs> now let me just thank you and thank you and thank you for that you you chills chills And let me just though give credit where credit is due I wasn't just me alone and it never is we had help for that last WABC Music Show, we had help from our sister station, W. Ellis in Chicago. We had an amazing team of broadcast engineers. I cannot even tell you all of the names, but I will remember Mike Mamone, George Thomas Musgrave III, Angel Bordone, and we had so many others that worked on that last show with us with Dan Ingram, BDI, and Ron Lundy hosting. And it was an amazing day and thank you for remembering it, and thank you very much. Let us go to Paula in New Jersey. You're up next. Paula?
0: Yes. Uh, I just would like to thank uh, Mayor Eric Adams in advance for providing uh, free uh, self-defense people who need it, uh, Jewish people or others, uh, in this uh, heightened um, in this heightened uh, season of uh, violence, and thank I you, also Paula, wanted to
1: that Paula, that is a wonderful joke, and thank you so much for it. Because Mayor Adams will not do that, and we all know that. In fact, there was a Jewish Council woman who was arrested because she brought a piece to a rally. That's a whole nother story. Time's up. For me today, but we are back at 7 a.m. in the morning. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, and your loved ones, especially in these trying times. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you, God willing, back tomorrow, bright and early at 7 a.m. We'll do it again.
2: Bye.